and welcome back everybody. Um, today is really exciting because I've got Dana Friedrich on here to talk about her writing routine and we've got Bruin in the back as well for you watching on Patreon. And it's been a hot minute since Dana's been on here. Um, she's been a guest several times before and she has also submitted so many questions to us over the years. God, we've been around a while. So it's really nice to have her back. Welcome back, Dana. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so I'm so pleased to be back. I'm always really happy when you're on here. And um, you're one of my few writing friends I've met in real life as well. So Oh yeah. Well yeah, next was... year I should be coming back to England. So <gasps> maybe we'll get to do it again. Oh, that would be nice. We'll have to yeah. make sure that we can meet up with <laughs> Beth as well. We can catch up at Winchester again. This is exciting. Yes, I didn't know this. <laughs> I it's it's only just very recently been decided. I have a big birthday next year, so I figured why uh, not spend it in England? Yes, that sounds nice. We'll make sure you get all the cake. <laughs> Yay! Excellent, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Always ready for cake. <laughs> mm -hmm. But today we're gathered here to talk about your writing routine. So shall we start with the biggest and hardest question? And you can tell us whether you're a plotter pantser or somewhere in between. I am a hundred percent a pantser. I recently, oh um, I I'm signed up to do this anthology, and they were it, it's not due until like August, um, so I do need to start writing them. They're like, we need like a paragraph of like what's going to happen. I was like, I don't, I don't know. Like, I don't figure these things out until I'm in the story. Um, but I was like, it's probably going to be thingy, and I don't have this figured out. But something, something, something. This, and they're like, that's great. And I'm like, I'm so glad because that's all I have. <laughs> <laughs> I know your pain because as you know being on Patreon and all I signed up to a few anthologies um I know you've got and, so many uh, yeah I've done I've done too many is what I've done but um yeah it's it's when they <laughs> ask you really early what your story is going to be about it's like look I've got like another two I need to write before I can even start thinking about this one right. so how about we all slow down a bit it'll be about something this is all yeah. I can say right now so <laughs> I feel your pain <laughs> hundred percent. Um, yeah. So fully like pantser I've tried plotting and like halfway through the book, the whole thing just got like thrown out the window. It, that's just not me. <laughs> this is what I do when I pants. The idea of it makes me very nervous. So. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, what's my next thing? It's been a while since I've done one of these chats. There you go. <laughs> Let's talk about your actual writing routine. So what, what does that look like? So uh, for those who kind of don't know, I not only am a writer, but I'm also a creator of many things. I do a whole bunch of uh, conventions and uh, steampunk shows, things like that. I write in steampunk, so steampunk shows are like my main convention type. And so I also make dice. I make candles. I have just started, um, just came out of my newsletter this morning. So as of the release of this podcast, it'll be kind of old news, but like I've started making like fun little like cosplay accessories. Yes, and I saw. They're super cute. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but yeah, so I, I kind of have to like balance everything. And a lot of my schedule depends on, do I have an event coming up? And do <laughs> I have stuff for that event? Um, and so I sit down every week with my planner, um, thanks to you and actually another podcast called Productivity Alchemy, I do um, time blocking. Oh, and I can't I take any credit for this. <laughs> one of you, one of your guests talked about it. Um, it was, oh. I think it, the episode came out in like January of some year. Oh <laughs> yeah. I feel like that may have been Rianne way back when this podcast was very, very young indeed. So yeah, I think I yeah. remember something like that. 
Cause I, I was like, this sounds very interesting. Cause I love, like, I'm, I'm very much like my dad was an engineer. Like I love to optimize things. Um, and so I was like, this sounds like a really great way to get a really good handle on the week. I like knowing how long stuff's going to take me. So um, I'll do time studies of how how long stuff takes me. And then I'll use that for the time blocking. So yeah, so it all kind of depends on what I have going on that week. Am I traveling? And then so I'll sit down with my planner and I'll like, I'll put the travel stuff in first because like that's happening no matter what. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'll see how much time that takes up. I like the physical representation of that. Um, And then I will kind of like slide in writing stuff and the other stuff I have to do and whatnot. Um, And of course, again, a lot of it also depends on deadlines because deadlines also. I realize that like some people... Some people believe that deadlines can be moved. And this is what I've heard, but not in my head. No. In my head, like, no, a deadline is a deadline. Like, mm. you are going to get that thing in. So, <laughs> like travel, deadlines are firm and they cannot be moved. <laughs> well, they definitely can't because you need to, you, you know, you need to arrive in a certain place by a certain time. So you can't really say, mm. I'm just going to do it like ne- the next day because by that point you already have to be there. And if you're considering an anthology, then your deadline is very likely a very hard deadline. So you can't just say, sorry, I'm going to be a month late. I'm going to be a week late because you've missed it if you do that. So, yeah, yeah, no, you definitely cannot just move any deadline that does not work. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But so, you know, like I said, I'll schedule in my writing time and stuff. And I tend to write in like, I really like a two hour block. Um, one hour is fine, but two hours is kind of like really my happy place where um, Bruin is making himself a bed in the background. No so one, cute. no one mind that. Yeah. He's just like arranging the bed clothes the way he likes. Um, but yeah, so I like to set up for a two hour block if I can. I do need to get up and move for after two hours, even though like I can, I can hyperfixate for way longer than that. Um, but I also, I use an app called, um, Forest, I think you use yes. this too. Or you used to. I, I did use to use it. I've been thinking about it recently that maybe I should mm-hmm. get back into that, but I actually gave it a shout out at some point on this podcast. Just don't ask me which episode that was on. But yeah, I love forest and they let you plant real trees as well. I know, and that's really great. Um I, I have collected lots of different varieties of trees and stuff. Um oh, yeah, which... I remember. I will, I will theme the trees to like the vibe of what I'm writing. I did that. Um, so I'll use that. And it's so good for, for focusing. So my older sister will often call, call me and I'll, I'll turn it off and be like, and I'll just text her really quick. Like I can't, I'm going to, my tree's going to die if I answer the phone. I'm writing goodbye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so yeah. So I'll yeah. usually like have my coffee or my tea or whatever. Um, I'll sit down for hopefully what is two hours and I'll like, block it off. I, I tap out at about four hours in a day. It's people don't realize that writing is such a mentally heavy yes. activity. Mm-hmm. Um, so after I can only, I can only write for about four hours a day and then I'm spent. Um, but yeah, so like if I can though, like if I can get four hours in a day, um, assuming I don't have a million other things going on, then I will do that. And I can get a lot of words done in that amount oh, yeah. of time. Absolutely. I mean, four hours really is quite a lot to write. I'm obviously not mm-hmm. nonstop because you've just said you need to move it between. Um, but mm-hmm. that's that's a lot of potential words that you can get out every day. So I'm not surprised that you get your things done so quickly. <laughs> um, but listen, I can't believe you just started by saying that you're not a plotter. And then you talk us through how you've basically <laughs> plotted your entire week in like <laughs> two hours slots. Um, it's not the same. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's like you were talking about all that. I was like, you just said you're not a plotter. Are you sure about that? Because this surely this counts to some degree. <laughs> and in my head, like once I've started thinking about a book, I vaguely know how it's going to go. Um, mm-hmm. Like the the next book I want to write, I have a, a vague idea, like the the most general skeleton of what will happen. But like, as far as like, how it all comes together that's that happens like in the writing of the book yeah this is where you start writing and I start outlining (laughs) there you go yeah (laughs) um yeah and by the way if if any of what Dana just said sounds super impressive like all the conventions she's doing or all the merch that she's creating we've actually done episodes about both of those things (laughs) so If you go back far enough on this podcast, you will find them. Or if you can't be bothered to just go through it, because I know we've done a fair few episodes by now, um, just search the show for Dana's name. It's in the title of this episode, if you don't know how to spell his name. And you'll find three or four extra episodes um, where we've discussed those very things. So very worth a listen, I think. <laughs> I'm biased. Though. I definitely agree. I mean, I'm also biased, but I I think they were really good. I remember those episodes. There's a lot of really good information covered. I yeah. recommend. Absolutely. So you've just said how much time you roughly want to spend a day writing. How many words about does that um, come out I think out about as? a thousand words done in an hour, assuming I don't have to like stop and research, which of course mm-hmm. also eats time depending on what the research is. Yeah, that makes sense. Um mm-hmm. Oh, I forgot what I was going to say. Oh, yeah. So roughly 4,000 words a day. That's very decent. <laughs> and now that's that's not every day. Sometimes mm. in a day I'll have other stuff going on that, you know, allows me only like an hour to write. Some days I don't have time for any writing. Like I'm actually leaving early tomorrow morning to go to Bloomington, Bloomington Illinois for um, the Cogs and Corsets uh, Steampunk Festival. So I don't have time for any writing today. Actually, I say that I crushed it yesterday. So I actually might be able to slip in some time today, which is one of the reasons why I like the um, the block, the time blocking, because between that and the app I use, I use an app called Planning Way for it. You can just like drag and drop stuff wherever you need it to go. Like if you're having like what I call a low brain day and you just do not have the mental capacity to be writing, like I can move something that's like not as mentally intense in that slot and like move something else over. So yeah, this that's why I like this uh, system so much. So yeah, today today might end up being a good writing day. What was that app called? It's called Planny Way, which is a weird name. Um, Planny Way. P- yeah, P-L-A-N-Y. W-A-Y. So sort of like anyway, but with a plan. Plenty way. Okay. I come I spelled that very wrong. Okay. That's okay. And um it's bubbles. not free, unfortunately. Okay. It's like I think it's like nine dollars a month. Um okay. but for if if this is the sort of system you like to use, it's a really good one. I already spent that on the Fire Emblem Heroes subscription, so I possibly shouldn't do another <laughs> one. And don't let my partner hear me say that. <laughs> yeah. and what was the name of the other podcast? Was it Productivity something? Productivity Alchemy. Oh, yeah, that's right. That sounds fun. Yeah, I'm going to have to check that out. I may have mentioned it previously on this podcast. I don't remember. It's it's one of my favorites. Um, it's just a really cool um, podcast where the host, Kevin, he gets like loads of people in all fields, like, like academic librarians, writers, um, microbiologists, whatever kind of thing. And they wow. just kind of talk about like the different ways that they stay organized and productive. And it's just very cool. 
I do love a good productivity anything and a good color coding mm. system and just good organization anything. So this is Same. the sound. Yeah, this sounds like my kind of thing. So thank you. I'll have to check that out. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I've been on there a couple of times. I actually need to email again because uh, it's been a couple of years just to kind of re-up on all of that. Right. So to talk about your writing routine again, you've been writing right. and publishing, <laughs> yeah. obviously now for a few years. Um, has, yeah. you, has your approach and your routine changed much over the years? And if so, what have you changed and why? I'm definitely more, um, I feel like I'm, I'm definitely like better at this kind of like when you build any kind of skill, it sort of starts to come a little bit more naturally. Mm -hmm. Uh, I remember, so I started my, I put my first book out in 2012, which is wild. Um, and I did nothing with it because I was a chicken. Uh, and then like a year or two later, I put out my second book, still did nothing with it because I was a chicken. Um, (laughs) and then in 2015, I put out um, the, my first steampunk book, which is Out of the Shadows. And Very since good. then, yeah, and it was really in 2015 that I started treating this like an actual career and not just something to be scared of, but I really want to do the thing. Um, and so since then, I've like sort of been building all of those skill sets and stuff. So I used to like not think about a book until I was actually writing it. And now as I'm like finishing one book, I'll already be started thinking about the next again. So I have kind of like that idea of like what I'm doing and how I want it to go. Um, and I think that just comes with experience mm-hmm. that and like learning, like kind of what your voice is. I know there's like a lot of talk in the writing world about what is your voice, finding your voice. And I feel like really that just boils down to knowing like your style of writing, like the kind of books that you want to put out and how those books kind of present if it were a personality to the world. Yeah, that makes sense. But it's, I mean, it sounds like such a simple thing because you think, well, it's my voice. How can I not know what it is? Why why Mm -hmm. would I have to find it to know what it is? But it's surprisingly hard. And I think it's probably because, you know, when you first start writing, you overthink things. Mm -hmm. And you know as you said so much of it just comes with experience and you kind of relax into it eventually but that takes time and experience as well so the book that I published last year um A Dream of Death and Magic I I feel Mm -hmm. like that was the first one where I really felt like I was writing in my voice I feel like that was the one that cemented for me what that is and that was my 10th book so you know it it just it takes a while It really does. Yeah. Writing is a, is a skill set just like mm-hmm. anything else. Like when you start, you're not going to be good and then you'll get better and then you'll get better with the next one, so on and so forth. Yeah. And it all comes just by doing more of it, but it's, it's mm-hmm. absolutely a skill. And as we've said so many times on the show, it's a really big learning curve. So yes, give yourself tons of grace for it. It's not easy. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. And, it, and as you said in the beginning with your first and second book, you are a big chicken. <laughs> you know, th- this is terrifying, yep. putting a book out there and putting yourself out there. And you know, I mean, for me on marketing, there is this slight disconnect where, of course, on the one hand, you want everyone to read your book and you want them all to give you good reviews and you just want to join all the readers. But then the idea of booking a really big promotion, say with BookBub, a feature deal, is really terrifying because what if all those things actually happen and lots of people actually start reading your book? So, Mm -hmm. you know, on the one hand, that's exactly what you want. But on the other hand, it's absolutely horrifying. So, yeah, 
it's something that we all just kind of need to make peace with and get over and just do feel the fear and do it anyway fear the fear i love that just like feel it oh. accept it and go <laughs> I can't take any credit for that. I'm sure I first heard this on a cooking competition show. <laughs> but Oh, really? It was some competition show. It's not, I can't take any credit for it anyway. It's not mine, but That's very I fun. really like the quote. It applies That's to a really so much good in quote. writing. Really That's good fantastic. one. fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about one of my favorite things, um, mm -hmm. possibly one of yours too. What writing program do you use? What works best for you? This is not going to come as a surprise. There's nothing uh, There's nothing new about this. Oh, I should say, sorry, going back like two minutes. Um, <laughs> apparently, you can also time block with Google uh, Calendar, which is free. I just, I've yes. never done it, so I can't speak to it. But anyway, back to the question. Um, <laughs> I use Scrivener. A lot Yay! of people like Scrivener. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just a really good, solid writing program. Like, yes. they, it was very clearly created like by people who understand the writing process. The research section is my favorite where I can just like stuff whatever random crap that I might need later. Or like, I don't want to have to look up this website again. So here's that thing. Like you can just like shove all of that detritus that comes like in the, you know, the background and whatnot into that research section. Um, I like that you can move your, mm -hmm. uh, your segments around. When I wrote uh, my book uh, Across the Ice, I had a spreadsheet of like where characters showed up and like what was happening because I had so many, it was the last in Lenore's storyline. So I had a lot of loose ends to tie up and whatnot. And so I had that spreadsheet to kind of like keep everything straight. And as I was like realizing like, oh wait, like Kieran doesn't show up until like the first 12 chapters or something. I need to like bring him <laughs> in earlier. So I was able to just like, you know, take part of that segment and like slide it up to like <laughs> chapter five or wherever it was that he actually belonged. And it's just, it's just a really solid program. Like I realized that it's, it's hard to learn. It has a really mm -hmm. steep learning curve, but like, just, if you just like power through that, like watch some YouTube videos, it's such a handy thing. And also there's a, I also like keeping all my deleted scenes in that research section for my Patreon. So then like later when I'm doing Patreon, I don't actually have to kill those darlings. I can just be like, <laughs> hey, Patreon supporters, like here's the goodie for you that did not actually <laughs> enter the book, like didn't come out in the book. Very handy. Now you can tell with Scrivener that it was created by writers for writers. The mm -hmm. only thing I'm really missing with it, and it used to have this, I'm pretty sure it mm -hmm. doesn't now, is it used to have a really good random name generator. Does it um, not anymore? I don't think it's been in it for a while, but I know it's just updated again this week, so maybe it's back in. But they did something where they basically took out all of the names that they had in Scrivener's database and you had to somehow insert your own lists that it could draw from and I don't know how to do that so basically I lost my one of my favorite features in there I don't know if it's back in but if literature and latte is listening please put it back in I really like me a good random name generator I'm not yeah. I, I can't come up with names myself that's ridiculous so <laughs> I I use the heck out of that thing I haven't I haven't in a, in a while um I started keeping a database of names that I like in um in my Trello and so if I, if I need like a really good name, I'll go into that. Um, but yeah, sometimes if you just like want, you know, I just need like five random person names. Like that was mm. a great tool. Uh, maybe it's just like moved. Maybe it's still there, but it's just moved. Or I can't even I don't know. find I it now. <laughs> yeah. okay. I'll, I'll have a look later, but um, yeah. yeah. I think it's just gone now because I said something mean about it. But otherwise, Grivena is brilliant and it is 
a really big learning curve, like anything in writing, but it comes with, um, uh, it comes basically with a tutorial. So it kind of, Scrivener kind of teaches you how to use it. And I should say that even though it's a very complicated program in places, you don't need to mm -hmm. use 100% of it to really get the most out of it. At least I don't think so. I only really use a few things here and there, the bits that I know I need to use, and they work very well for me. And, yeah. And this is how I use Grivena, really. Definitely not all of it, and but it works great. Recommend. Yeah. <laughs> and also, I I find as far as like learning Scrivener, because it is it is pretty heavy duty. Like if I just need to know how to do one thing, I'll just Google that one thing, and I'll I'll be able to do that. Like recently, I'd never used the um the compile feature before, where mm. you put it you pull it into like an EPUB or something. I had other tools that have since uh, gone defunct to do that, and. So I'd never done it. And I was like, Googled it really quick. I was like, oh, actually, this is extremely easy. It's not intuitive, but functionally, it's actually really easy. And ta-da, now I can just do that thing. Yeah, I I think I did that last year for the first time with something. And it's actually really easy. And it saves a lot of time. And yeah, it's one of my, mm -hmm. well, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite things in there because it's not flashy like a name generator. But, <laughs> you know, it's still very, very useful. And it absolutely saves you a few headaches. So yeah, more and it's relatively it. cheap as well. Like there's yes. not a subscription, which I, I hate subscription services. Like I'm so mm -hmm. over it. It's I think it's what, $45 or maybe maybe that's with the uh, if you do NaNoWriMo, that's the discount you get. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, it's it's less than $100 and like you have oh, yeah. it forever. Have it's a lot less forever. than $100. And the license yeah. that you get with it, you can use across different devices as well so say if mm -hmm. you've got it installed on your laptop now and eventually that thing dies as laptops do eventually um you can still use the same license to then just install it on your next laptop and you don't need to pay again yay for scrivener yep. honestly it's so good so good yeah so let's talk about um the kind of things that you need to have with you when you're writing can you name three vital things well usually uh bruin who yeah. he's Oh, he's literally right behind me. Um, yeah, so I got to have Bruin with me. He's he's my little buddy. He's, you know, my shadow. He's always with me. Um, I always have some kind of a hot drink. In the morning, it's coffee. If I'm having an especially rough afternoon, like I might be having today, because I stayed up way too late watching the Ted Lasso series finale. I will not say anything. Um, I'll have another coffee in the afternoon. But if not, I'll probably do tea and maybe some snacks or something. Um, I don't always snack, but if I have, if I have good snacks, there we go. Um, and then you said three things. Um, it's okay. If, if you can't if, think of a third, I won't force you. <laughs> I mean, if I have, um, if I'm doing like a really like solid, like writing, not even a sprint, like a marathon, basically, um, I will also have writing music. You and I have talked about video game music and how great yeah. it is. Um, I'll also sometimes like, sometimes I just want like coffee shop noise and, you know, there are those eight hour videos on YouTube you can look up where like, it's just ambiance kind of thing. I'll have that. I just, I don't want to write in silence. Like the silence starts to bother me. Yes. No, I need to have some kind of background noise. I write better with that. And as you've just mentioned, the video game music that was literally written to help you focus. So it's, right. it's a very easy choice when you're trying to write. Yeah. So there's one on, uh, there's one on YouTube. I don't know like the creator or anything, but it's, you know, one of those, you know, eight, 10 hour videos, but every so often you can hear someone make an order 
And at one point, I don't know the timestamp or anything. Somebody orders eight espresso shots, which I kind of just love that. Whoever created this was like, let's just slip this in. (laughs) (laughs) That's damn. That's a big shot of caffeine. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I feel like that might give you some, some heart problems. (laughs) (laughs) I imagine so. Yeah. Um, Okay. So. I imagine you've probably heard this at one point over your longest writing career, over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, when Wild. you sit down to write and the words just aren't coming, what do you do? How do you pick yourself back up to get the writing done? Honestly, I am, I'm just incredibly bullheaded about <laughs> it. Um, I, and again, I think, I think this comes with experience. Um, there are days where the best I can say and the best any writer can say is I put words on a page. Uh, there was um the book I'm querying for traditional right now. I remember there was one part. I didn't know what I was doing with it. I was like, this isn't right, but I don't, I don't want to stop. So I just like, I just made, like, I just wrote some stuff happening. Like, I was like, I know this is going to change. Like, I know that this is not good, but I want to proceed and progress through this scene. I, that's what editing is for. I will fix it on the next pass. Right now it's just the rough draft. So it just needs to exist. Um, so I'll usually power through. Um, and I will, I will stay in my chair and I will do the writing, even if it sucks. But of course, as writers, we're never really away from the job. Like we're always no. thinking about the story. So usually if I have a situation like that, where like, I know it's, it's not good. And I know like I need to fix something. Um, usually if I'm away, like in a situation where I'm, I am unable to write, either I'm in the shower or I'm driving or something where like, I physically cannot take time to write. That's when I'll usually figure stuff out, uh, for whatever reason, whatever psychology is happening in that way. Um, and then I'll like go back and I'll fix it. But at least in those situations, like I want to do something, I just want to have something down. Yeah, I completely agree with what you said again as well about that really just comes with experience. And, mm. you know, when you've been writing as long as as we have now, and we veterans, um, you eventually we're so, can... We're so old and hardened. Oh, oh God, so ancient. <laughs> but <laughs> you can eventually tell the difference between needing to push through it and when you genuinely need a break. So you, mm-hmm. eventually you will know the difference. And um, this... I mean, you, you, this may well come because you've burned out quite badly at some point, and that's why you can then recognize it. But, mm-hmm. you know, as you said, even everything in this really just comes with experience, and this is no different. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can generally feel, like, the wheels in my brain being sluggish if I'm getting to that point where, like, okay, I'm just running out of juice. And that's not the same thing as being stuck in my mind no. anyway. Like, no, just it's, being, it's not. like, out of energy, like, that is when I do need to take a break. Um, I can't like, sometimes I'll talk to myself like, okay, what's going on in this thing? Like, how do I want to resolve it? No, that is not the time for that. (laughs) In that situation, I just need to like step away. Yeah. Sometimes it's just the only thing that you can do for yourself. Um, yeah, don't fight it. Just take a break. It's, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Listen to your body. Eventually you'll kind of learn to recognize like, which is which am i stuck yes. or am i just like out of gas yeah don't hate me for this <laughs> uh-huh. where does the inspiration come from <laughs> oh <laughs> this is always such a funny question isn't it just so just fun? 
everywhere, I guess. I know that's that's such a stupid answer. But I mean, I, yeah, like when I am watching something, I identify like this is the sort of thing I want to write. Or sometimes like I'll be listening to people talking about writing like, oh, that's super fun. I like that sort of idea. Um, The next book I'm writing is going to be a heist. And that kind of came from just talking, chatting with uh, with my husband, Mike, and just kind of like talking like, oh yeah, I've never written a heist book before. Like, I think it would be really fun. And then I realized like that the thing that I like didn't have a plan for that I was going to write next. Now I have a plan for it. I want it to be a heist book. (laughs) There you go. Just all the time, wherever, whatever I'm doing, you know, sometimes, you know, I'll just be thinking about nothing. Sometimes it's a dream. (laughs) Who even knows? It's just everywhere. That's a terrible answer. I'm so sorry. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, that's. I think that's a really good point to make, though, because I, I think especially newish writers, it, it's probably something else that you can just completely overthink, like where to get inspiration from. Um, should I do anything specific? Is there anything particularly I need to do to make sure I, you know, keep the inspiration going? When mm-hmm. really it's something that happens to you, and it's just through you just living your best life. And you know, inspiration isn't something you can force. <laughs> mm-hmm generally so you just need to let it happen to you and relax into it when it happens yeah one of my one of my friends um also a writer she and her partner have this saying follow the unicorn which is basically (laughs) remember what it was that made you excited about this project or or writing or whatever it is and in fact I I keep that written down next to my desk with like this little guy oh my god Um, he's he's (laughs) actually a pen um but yeah he looks like his bum comes off (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it does. <laughs> um, but yeah, follow the unicorn. Like, fo- like what what made you excited about the thing? Follow that. Like, I was talking with someone at a con um, last month, and he was telling me his idea for a book, and da 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 da. And then at the end, he was like, "Well, does that sound interesting to you?" And I said to him, "I was like, it doesn't really matter if it sounds interesting to me. Mm. What matters is, does it make you excited? Because that's yes. if you're not excited about it, like." you're not going to be excited as you write it and it's going to show through. And I fully endorse this way of thinking for all writers. Like, yes, this is a business. Yes. We're putting out like a product for lack of a better word, but that's kind of the thing about art and just life in general is that it can be both. But I fully think that any writer, you have to be excited about your idea and the thing that you're doing. And if you're not, examine why like how did you get to this point and how do you get back yes I love that and it's such an easy saying to internalize and remember as well so this is this is great yeah. um right last two questions mm-hmm. which book has inspired you the most and do you have a favorite book on the craft of writing Ooh, okay um on the craft of writing I really like Anne Lamott's Bird by Bird Oh yeah, I've heard of that. It's on. It's been on my um, to buy list for ages. It's it's a little bit more inspirational. Like it does have some technical stuff in there. Um, can I swear on this podcast? Oh please, yeah, it's fine. Okay, so in seriously, I think it's chapter two in the book. It's just called shitty first drafts, and in <laughs> that she just talks about how like your first draft is going to be shitty because that's what all first drafts are. Like they just need to exist. And you yes. just need to like forget about the rest. Yes. And so it's just, it's a really good book. It's, and it it's nice, not nice, but kind of comforting to see like a very well-established writer like Anne Lamott, who's kind of a legend, like 
she talks about her struggles and like books that mm. she struggled with. And that's just, it's nice to kind of see that like, it's not, it's not really a new problem. It's just a problem in general, like with yes. the field, it <laughs> happens. Um, so that's my, that's my recommendation for a writing craft book. And you said the other one was like a book that inspired me. Yeah. It can be any kind of fiction book or just oh, something else that you've read that gosh. made you go, oh yes. Oh, wow. That's hard. I, honestly, I think that's a harder question than the craft book. Um, yeah, I think because, it is. Because different books give us so many different things. Like I only just discovered Terry Pratchett these last couple of years. And I was like, why did I not start reading this when I was like 11? There was so um, much there with those as well. With the whole Discworld series, there's like, I think it's like over 40 books. Oh, yeah. It's wild. It's there's it's a whole compendium. Yeah. Um, gosh. Oh, man. It's hard. It's so hard to choose. But I will say, um, Delilah as Dawson and Kevin Hearn have a series. It's called the the Tales of Pell series. And they're they're like high fantasy, but they're also like modern humor. So they do a lot of like um kind of satire of like modern life and technology and things like that. And it's got a lot of like really clever jokes. And it's just it, they're the sort of books where I'm like, this is like the level that I want to be writing at. Like the humor is amazing. They don't punch down. They have uh, this like vast world where sometimes I feel like when in fantasy world, sometimes if it gets too big, it gets kind of unwieldy, mm. but some like they, they kind of just like kept it locked down. And so it doesn't start to like break itself in this fantasy world of like all of these different, like, magical creatures and magic and things like that and so i'm gonna say those are at least for the moment those are my my choice but honestly it's probably going to change tomorrow <laughs> honestly they sound exactly like the kinds of books i've been missing on my shelf so if, recommend. Uh, please yes and if you could write down the the name of the authors of the series for me um after this yes. so i can i will get them right away that would be awesome <laughs> Absolutely. I'll be happy to do that. <laughs> well, Dana, as always, it's been very wonderful chatting to you, but I'm afraid our time is up. <laughs> that, is, we... that is totally fine. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you letting me come back here for like a third time. <laughs> I, I'm pretty sure it's been more than that. <laughs> oh, is it? Probably. You're probably right. <laughs> I feel like we are either on four or five, but I'm not sure. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Well, thank you anyway. I appreciate you letting me come back into your house. <laughs> <laughs> yes thank you so much for coming back and being such a lovely guest and not moving any of my stuff yeah <laughs> we're on to. zoom so it's fine um we're in yeah. different countries <laughs> mm -hmm. and always nice to see Bruin as well <laughs> of course yeah he's never he's never far from my side <laughs> so all of you guys listening we really hope that you had a lot of fun because I think we both did um <laughs> Mm -hmm. And if you did as well, it'd be really lovely if you could recommend this podcast or rate it or review it or just, you know, do whatever else it is that you do to let other people know that you love a show. Um, we'd really appreciate it. And it shows other writers that this show knows what it's doing, which I definitely do. <laughs> so yes, we are very professional. And, we are so uh, professional. All together. <laughs> <laughs> so well put together. Um, and if you want to, as always, Dana's and my uh, links are in the show notes as well. So you can catch up with both of us or one of us. We won't judge if it's just one of us. <laughs> um, 
And yeah, we would love to have a chat with you. And otherwise, just keep writing Sparrow. And remember that you only fail when you stop learning and trying. Have a fantastic week, everybody. And have a great weekend Patreon. Bye, everyone. Bye. <laughs>